This podcast is for those making bold moves to reverse global warming. We are the Determined Ones, solving humanity's gnarliest challenges. It's a podcast on climate action, the determined mindset, and how standing out helps you make a meaningful impact. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Mark. This is Sarah. So I've been teaching at CCA, California College of the Arts, since 2013. It's been an awesome experience. I love it. Uh, for the majority of my time here, I've been teaching a class called Transition to Professional Practice. It's a class for seniors in the graphic design department to basically get them ready to graduate. So we cover everything from portfolio building to resume to business cards. We put together websites. Uh, we talk about how to interview and how to job search, uh, things like that. And in the summer of uh, 2018, Sarah and I started to teach in the Interaction Design grad program here at CCA. It's been a fun class. Yeah, I love it. But oftentimes, over the last few years, um, we're seeing students come up to us and ask us, Hey, Mark. Hey, Sarah. How would I be able to use my creative talents towards creating positive change in the world? There's a lot of stuff going on out there, specifically around climate change. I mean, students, you know, they're seeing it, too, in the news. They can't really ignore it. And they're realizing, you know, these are you know, anywhere between, you know, early 20s to maybe early 30s, they're realizing that they're going to inherit kind of a shitty situation as they enter adulthood, as they enter uh, their professional uh, career. Yeah, they're they're realizing that they have to deal with this mess that they basically inherited, a mess that an older generation created. And, you know, all the things that we're dealing with now, wildfires, floods, heat waves, it's all going to get worse and we're going to be dealing with it for a long time. And a lot of them are really motivated to, to do something about that. Yeah, so you take these students who are about to graduate, whether they're in undergrad or grad school, and they got the, the, the basic stress, right? They're, they're stressed about paying off student loans, finding a job, becoming an adult. <laughs> <laughs> but not only that, but they're also having to worry about, yeah, the effects of our climate crisis uh, towards their lives and the lives of their loved ones and perhaps the family that they might have one day. Yeah, so in this quick episode, we want to just empower concerned designers and aspiring entrepreneurs to have the tools they they need to choose social good when they're pursuing a career path so that they can confidently go out into the world and pursue a career path that helps them take climate action and also some ideas to get a head start in this career. Great, so let's dive in. Um, so if you're a student in a design program and if you have the opportunity to uh, create a project on your own. Perhaps your instructor gives you the parameters, uh, but it's up to you to choose the topic. Uh, perhaps you create a project that highlights a climate solution. There's a, a lot of great organizations. A lot of our clients are doing some really cool stuff. So perhaps research solutions that these organizations are developing. Yeah, I just want to like, as you're choosing what to work on, a lot of our students, I don't know, I'm, I'm calling them out a little bit, but a lot of them just, they don't look any further than the concerns of college students. Mm -hmm. And so they they think of like ways that college students can make more friends and, you know, in these capstone projects and mm -hmm. or ways that students can um, meet people with their similar interests. You know, like they're really myopic a little bit. Right. Just, you know, this is a little bit more about zooming out from college life and put things in your portfolio that address the climate situation. Yeah. And on the flip side of that, um, perhaps instead of just designing for a fictional company uh, using made up copy, 
use real content that you're interested in. So whether you're interested in food or education or energy or health, uh, find that topic and do the research to see who's doing what and use that content to actually um, create the portfolio piece. Yeah, so working with real actual organizations that are doing actual things, um, even if it's if the assignment is to do something fictional, you can base it off of if I were partnering with this organization, mm -hmm. this is what I would do. Yeah, and, and if you do that more often, you start to develop a portfolio that speaks a bit more in line with your personal interests. Mm-hmm. Another another tool or another way of, of approaching this would be to find meetups that focus on the topic that you're interested in. So I personally have a weekly Google Calendar reminder to remind me to search quote unquote climate change events on Eventbrite. Yeah, so Mark is a huge networker. It's amazing. He's always going to events. <laughs> Maybe perhaps to my own fault. No, I don't I think it's great. Yeah. So then, you know, you go to these events, you meet people working in climate, maybe around food or energy, and perhaps they need your help. Maybe you might find an internship or maybe even a job. Ding, ding, ding. Um, so just going to just design events will only allow you to meet just designers, which is fine. You know, I go to more climate events than design events. Uh, but going to a climate events will allow you to find the people that you can help. Yeah, I think this is huge. Networking, especially in a town like the Bay Area, um, you're so lucky because you can meet so many people that can help you get ahead in your career. Um, going to these events will also streamline you finding a passion outside of design. So I like to think of design as sort of a lens that you can apply to anything, but you really need that passion and energy to keep you going through the nitty gritty design nitpicky stuff sometimes. So if you find an area that you're really passionate about and then you apply your design skills towards it instead of just always being passionate about design, it's not like meta enough mm -hmm. to just pursue that one thing. Yeah. Um, speaking of events, we throw one called Thinking Wrong About Climate Change. So it's a guided networking event for those working in the climate space. If you are um, shy in networking events, guided networking helps people like that. People like me, for example, I don't know what the heck to say when I walk up to a stranger <laughs> and I really don't want to be like, so what do you do? A guided networking event gives you a way to converse, brainstorm, creatively come up with cool things um, using the prompts that the facilitators offer. Yeah. And uh, we throw our event uh, probably once every two months or so. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll include a link in the show notes. Super, super fun events that we throw. Uh, let's, let's bring it back into the classroom. So let's think about maybe the materials that design students use in projects. So uh, when starting a project, if you're creating a branding campaign or a packaging project, be mindful of the life cycle of the materials you're going to be using for your project. So think about the sources of the paper that you're going to be using. Think about the shipping of your products. Do you really need to order it from Amazon or can you find it locally? Yep, I like that. I. We use a lot of paper. We do paper prototyping in the prototype thinking process. And I'm always really conscious of, if we can, either using printer, printer like, what do you call it? It's already been printed on one side, mm -hmm. and you can scribble on the other side. Right. Or, at the very least, finding post-consumer recycled right, paper. Right, right, right. And, you know, zooming out a little bit as a design student, consider the shelf life and even the afterlife of your project. There's a really great resource uh, from AIGA called The Living Principles. It's kind of no longer active, but you can still find content uh, on the web and we'll include a link to it. But it's a really great resource. It's kind of a framework uh, 
to drive positive change when it comes to sustainability. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm going to read off a few areas and, and questions that students should ask themselves when starting a project or even during the creation of a project. So I'll dive right in. So the first one being durability. Ask yourself these questions. What is the expected lifespan of this artifact, this poster, this package? Can it be extended? What other use could this artifact have? Thinking about behaviors, how can you use this project to promote actions that protect or restore the environment? Metrics, we, we always have to think about metrics. Uh, how is this inherent value of the project measured? Is value assessed only in terms of financial profit? That's a really good one. Uh, two more, desirability, does it really need to exist in the world? I think that's a question every design student should ask right from the start. I think that one very simple question uh, opens up a lot of ideas. Like, am I making this because it'll look cool in my portfolio? Mm -hmm. <laughs> or am I making something that actually solves a need that people have in the world? Right. And I mean, let's be honest too, entrepreneurs should ask that question as well. Absolutely. <laughs> and the last one from Living Principles uh, focuses on waste. How can waste be eliminated? When your product's lifespan is complete, how can you close the loop, quote unquote, i.e. facilitate the use of materials in a continuous cycle? Uh, that kind of speaks to the circular economy that we're hearing about a lot, circular design. Um, so those are just a few of the many areas that the Living Principles uh, covers uh, through AIGA. Again, it's a really great resource. We'll include a, a link in the show notes. Yeah, and you know, I think entrepreneurs should look at all of these in the products that they're creating as right, well. Right, right. There needs to be like a, a Living <laughs> Principles 2.0 yeah, for, I mean, for business specifically. Number four gets into this um, entrepreneurship opportunities and building a climate business. So if you're a designer that's feeling very entrepreneurial, mm -hmm. um, I just I bring it up because I feel like entrepreneurs and designers aren't really that different. At a certain point, once a designer learns their craft and gets very advanced in their leadership of design, they become much more like entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And I think entrepreneurs who do a really good job incorporate a lot of design, design thinking, design principles, and that's what helps make them successful. So if entrepreneurs and, and designers can start to become more and more the same, they both become more and more successful. Sure. Yeah. And so if you're a very entrepreneurial designer in school, you might be wondering if you can actually create a business while still in school. Yeah. And I would say the answer is yes. Yeah. We see this a lot, um, especially in the classes like we were talking about earlier, where you have maybe a capstone project that can be anything that you want. And maybe you have the whole semester to work on it, which mm -hmm. is the kind of class that Mark and I teach. Mm -hmm. um, you can use this time to come up with a business and a lot of them uh, partner up with other design students. And um, become business partners in that way. Yeah. Or if your school has a business school within the, the college, can you find a, a friend or someone in the business school to partner up with? That would be amazing. So then yeah. you have your design skills and their business skills right. and you are a complete package. Yeah. And going back to the interaction design class that we teach in the grad program here, uh, you know, we've seen a number of projects that could have be totally made into businesses. You know, they've created a business model, they've conducted all the user research, they've created pitch decks that they can go right into a meeting and pitch their idea to an investor. So it's not unheard of um, that some of these projects within the walls of a, of a design school can totally become a profitable business. Yeah. And maybe once the semester's over, you uh, build it out as you head into the summer break or after graduation, keep it going. Yeah. Yeah. Now that you have a little bit more free time. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, um, like I said, I've been teaching in the um, SCCA since 2013. 
uh, design ed is, is something I'm really passionate about. Uh, I've written uh, about this topic um, in the past. I'll include a few uh, of those links in the show notes as well. Um, yeah, it's just been super fun to kind of see this kind of next generation of, of young designers. It makes it sound really old, I guess. But uh, <laughs> In my generation. In, in my, yeah. But uh, no, like I said, we have... Um, been approached by a number of students. I've personally been approached by a number of students uh, over the last few years who are concerned about just the state of the world in which they're entering. As they should be. As they should be, yeah. As are we. And, and we, Sarah and I, feel like designers, uh, design in general, the creative space, um, is one of a handful of um, areas, sectors, whatever you want to call it, that can really come together and create positive change in the world. You know, you have politics, you have business, government, and I think design should be up there on that on that on the same list. Yeah, I don't think design should be a separate facet of that. It should be a lens applied to each exactly. of those things. Right, right, right. So kind of like what I was saying earlier, like design is something that complements every industry. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So if you teach in a design program in the Bay Area, reach out to us. We would love to run a workshop with your students or give a lecture or so uh, within the within your department. Um, yeah. Yeah, or we could do our guided networking event with your students to break the ice and get them brainstorming about creative ideas. Yeah. Lots of things we can do together. Super fun. Cool. Thanks. We'd love to help you make smart decisions on how to build your climate-focused brand so it gets the attention it deserves. Book a sound check session to get started amplifying your brand at thedetermined.co slash soundcheck. If you are one of the bold rebels building a product that addresses our climate crisis, we can help you set yourself apart and amplify your climate impact. You can learn more about us at thedetermined.co. Yeah, thanks for listening. If you know anyone who might enjoy this podcast, feel free to share.